again. Hello. Um, we're going to talk about hospitals today. Not the nicest places in the world. <laughs> Do you like hospitals, Carola? Not really. Oh. Although the last time I was in one, oh no, that's not well. Yeah, having having giving birth is the only time I've been a patient in one. Oh. But yes, it is. Um, yes, there is a nervousness going into them, isn't it? Well, I just, it's just tedious. I found it really dull. I mean, apart from the fact that there was the journey to get there, which, as we all know now, was like, you know, marathon. Well, yeah, you were, after the birth, were going backwards and forwards. I had to try and keep it as minimal as possible. I really wanted as much as possible to have them checked at the doctor's where I lived but um the hospital insisted that I think it was two weeks after was it two weeks after I took them home that we were to go back what what was your thing what did you say there two weeks yeah I think so I had to make an appointment with the the people that measure them and check them that I talked about Mm. before briefly and you would go there for all their weights and their vaccines and and all that kind of stuff but before I went there I had to go back to the hospital first I found a note that said before going there for the first visit to go back to the hospital and I can't quite remember that what that visit entailed <laughs> is that just <laughs> twins yeah absolutely um but then we did have to go back well I can't I'm a bit confused about times before because before we did go back there was there was other checks that they had to do um let me ask you this then because I know I know the answer to Michael to this question for me um when they were born was there anything that was flagged up no, their APGAR scores and everything were fine. It was just Charlie's feet that I mentioned before. So you had you had more health issues with your well, guys than than mine. Mm. Um, so it was just it was just standard stuff. Um, well, you see, I was told that um, because Gus's lungs imploded when he was first born, yeah. and therefore had. Uh, breathing issues Uh, his thing was they were worried about that they wanted to make sure that he was breathing properly and um, Ellen had a hole in her heart Mm -hmm. and Jonah uh, had a thyroid issue (laughs) apparently it won't surprise you to know that I completely dismissed all of that so what absolute (laughs) rubbish I've read, I've read that these are possible things that could happen. Um, but nevertheless, I went back and um, Ellen's story was that uh, they did the, the check in the hospital and then insisted that I had a separate appointment at the Heart Hospital in Hong Kong, which was a hideous experience. Mm. And then uh, Jonah had this thyroid thing apparently and so I was told that I had he had to have a blood test 
and they took him into a room without me. They said, oh, no, no, you don't come in. I said, no, I will come in. You're not taking my baby to give him a blood test without me there. And, and they were what age at this point? Well, they were weeks old. Um, so that was interesting. And, and then the thing with Gus, um, I don't really remember that being an issue, really. I think that they just wanted to check that he was okay and he seemed to be okay. Yeah. Um, but his head was a little bit squishy at the back. Yeah, that just sorts itself out, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Hel- and Ellen's heart was fine. Well, it was interesting because we went I went along to the this was a separate thing. So did that and then they said, Oh, you know, because they love to refer, don't they? Right, we've done this test here, and now we need to take you to you need to go to a different hospital for more tests in there and there and there and that and that. And I'm thinking, for goodness sake, you don't seem to understand the logistical nightmare no. that this is. <laughs> so, you know. But anyway, that's beside the point. So took Ellen to this heart hospital, which, as you can imagine, was full of people with yeah. uh, heart issues, dragging themselves along with frames and drips and, you know, lots and lots and lots of old people. So I sat there with my tiny little baby with her pink blanket, wanting to be all protective of her, and I had to go into this room. They did this test. Uh, it was like a sort of a scan thing to see if they could see the hole in her heart. Then they did something else to see if they could see it. Then they did something else to see if they could see it. By this, and I'm looking at my watch thinking, I've got to get home. There's three other kids that need me. And <laughs> I'm a long way away, you know, because it, it was like on um, Kowloon's side, so on the, the China bit of Hong Kong. Um, really, really long journey. And it got to the third test, and I turned to this woman and I said, uh, so here's, here's what I'm thinking, that it's quite normal for multiples to have, there's a whole list of stuff, isn't there? We've discussed this before. And, and a hole in the heart was one of the things that was on there. Um, so I said, I'm thinking that if you can't find the hole, <laughs> in three different tests, then maybe it's not there. <laughs> you know, not, and, and, I mean, the kids still laugh, oh, because you're a medical professional, aren't you, Mum? <laughs> but I, I said, this is crazy. You can't find it because it's not there. And I've read, <laughs> I've read that uh, it's quite normal at the beginning and then it just closes up and everything's fine. Which is what happened, I guess. Which is what happened, I guess. Because I'm thinking, well, they can't find it because it ain't there. <sighs> so that was Ellen. Right, good. Tick that box. Not going back there again. Uh, the whole Jonah thyroid thing uh, has never sort of raised its head. And so I just, I just carried on in my utterly stubborn and determined way. <laughs> no, they're fine. Thanks very much. See, my only hospital appointment was like that, was for the boys to get their hips x-rayed. When we left after they were born, they said, you'll need to come back and get their hips x-rayed because multiples, because of their lack of space, have to, can often have problems with their hips. 
I guess Ellen was more likely to have had problems with her hips than any of them. But um, so I had to get summoned to the hospital and take them. And that was one of those journeys, like with both of them during the day, Brian was at work, took them to the appointment, sitting in the waiting room with lots of other people having x-rays for various things. And it was late and it was getting later and later. They were crying. They were hungry. I was like, my God, the two of them, everyone's looking at us, these wee babies. And I was thinking, oh, hurry up, they just need fed. And then I picked one up because he was really crying. I think I'd lugged them in in car seats just because it was easier for moving around the hospital. You know, you can't take prams all around the place. And um, picked him up. <laughs> he had shit all the way down the back of his baby girl. One of these baking massive explosive poos that go right up to their neck. And I was like, Oh, God, but I'm so late now to get my appointment. If I leave to the bathroom to change, I'm going to get called. Yeah. And then I thought, I can't leave him like that. Poor thing, he's crying because he's really uncomfortable. And now he stinks and the whole waiting room sitting there with this delightful space. <laughs> and then I rubbished through my bag and it, it never really got any better in my organisation. Didn't have a single nappy with me or many wipes or a change of clothes. And was like, oh no, I'm going to do. I went up to the nurse and said at the reception and said, can you please tell me when my appointment's going to be? Because I've been here for some while and babies are crying. Is there anywhere I can change them? Thinking, I don't know how I'm going to pull that off with no nappies, but let's see what happens. And then we got called to go in. I'm like, thank God. So got to the one of them first. The, it was like an ultrasound oh, yeah. on there, and they but they have to kind of push their legs bounce. So obviously, they're not very comfortable. But I was there to help. It's okay, it's okay. And they checked their their hips. That was fine. And then the other one, I was like, "You got any paper to lie down? Can I have extra paper?" Because I had to take them out. Their baby grows, and their it was their legs. They needed their nappies off. If you got any wipes, please, because this one's just had a poo. I acted like it had just happened, and I hadn't been sitting for half an hour in the same situation. <laughs> <laughs> wiped it all and then they said I'll just change them here I said it's fine I'll do it when I'm out because I was too embarrassed to say I'm totally unprepared and he's going to have to go home with no nappy on and hope for the best oh, wow. and uh, <laughs> he said no no it's fine just do it no I'll do it over there he opened the door and said I'll just do it in here and there was nothing there was not find paper towels it was just like quick, just bundle them up and put them in and take him home and I thought, oh, I'm going to make sure that I'm always well prepared for any visits or just any getting out the house episodes. I never really quite managed it. <laughs> I almost forgot something. <laughs> or just didn't think I needed it. It's kind of, I'll be fine. I'm not doing it. Oh, golly moly. But they were fine. There was no, there was no hip problem. Um, and that was the only hospital check we went to. At about nine weeks, Luke got ill. And they were having their first vaccines, I think, and Luke couldn't get his because he was ill and then he had like um, a cold, but it was slightly bronchial. So we scone, he needed a little mask put on. You had to hire this thing from the pharmacist and you put in, it was like steam to open everything up and he wore this wee mask. Oh my goodness, Gussie had one of them. (laughs) Really? They're very cute. And he just sat, you put it on, he just sat there in his wee chair with it. I quite. remember now. And he just looked, he didn't make a fuss or anything. He just put it on. It was very nice. 
But that's actually, I hadn't realised it was when they were quite so young, but that's when we split We called ours Mr Rumble. <laughs> Who's Mr Rumble? Because it made that sort of funny uh, noise Rumble. when it was making yeah. the steam, didn't it? I said, come on, sit next to Mr Rumble, stick your thing on. But I, I think it probably is that. quite open. Quite nice to open their chest, and the noise was probably quite calming. It's like that white noise thing, but that's when we split them up at sleeping in their excuse me in their cots because we had to tilt the mattress up at night, put a cushion under the mattress under his feet so that his head, the head end was lower than the feet end to stop any mucus building up. And then it was like, well, we don't want Charlie to get ill, and that's not going to be comfy for him. He'll slide down into his face, so. so that's when they went to sleep in separate cots. And after a week of that, I was like, well, it's maybe a bit daft to put them back together again when they've had a week used to not sleeping in each other's bed. Right. You know? So that was when they moved to, to single, unless we were going somewhere and travelling and we're back in together. But, um, so that was him. See, yeah, you, not only have you reminded me of Mr. Rumble, which um, I think was was when they were older. I mean, he must have been about one or two when that happened. But the vaccine thing, yeah. oh dear! Um, the first lot, I think they did in the hospital where they were born. But then there's another lot, isn't there? Yeah, I think there's about three different lots. Yeah. In the first. So what happened was that I had put it off because I just thought it was going to be a nightmare. And then somebody had said, oh, you can take them to um, Tung Chung, which was a place that you could get to on the bus. So it was still on my island, so it mm-hmm. didn't involve the ferry. I thought, oh, that would be much easier. I can, get, I can get a friend to help me with the push chairs on the bus. It's a, like a 20-minute journey. Um, I'll do that. I'll take them to the local health centre and I won't have to pay. What an adventure. <laughs> oh. Uh, lots of telling off. Me being told off because I'd missed this and I hadn't done that. And, blah, blah, blah. and have you done this? Fact? No. So what ended up happening, and I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because it's not funny, <laughs> it's so bad. All three had all three at the same time. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, it was hideous. It was literally like a production line of, you know, the person in the, my friend sitting in the waiting room with two, take the first one in, get jabbed, scream their head off, bring it back, swap for another one, take them in, jab, <sighs> scream, till they were all screaming, and then do it again, and then do it again. <laughs> no, no, no. Hideous. Hideous oh, day. Cowpole. Like, when we were in England, we used to go to Boots and say, um, have you got anything that says on the bottle that may cause drowsiness? <laughs> and could we have a life-size bottle of it? So we used to go and get this stuff called Medised, which I don't think they even sell anymore. <laughs> the biggest bottles of Medised. Yeah, that may cause drowsiness. Yeah, I'll have lots of them. So I'd go in and get three bottles, and the woman would look at me and go, why do you need three triplets? And Neil would go to a different one, and he'd get three, because we had to take <laughs> it all back. It's like drug smuggling across the... To keep you going. Yeah, so, so hospitals and checks. 
yeah. and I don't because it was such a hassle it was such a nightmare see I did all the checks myself because it was always during the day and then you'd get there and the, it was just around the corner but walk with the pram get them out take them into the room then you undress them put them in the cold scales they scream so they might have been happy in the first place and then you just traumatize them by putting their wee naked bodies in a cold scale and um that's a bit dramatic and then you have to take them in to see the doctor and then so you've got one what do you do with the other one when you've undressed one hospital checks and visits what fun <laughs> yes but they all survive to not have any scary memories i don't think of all those injections experiences yeah and, and again um i think both of us have just talked about the fact that we trusted ourselves yeah. you know i was always reminded of the fact that there were people giving birth to babies all over the world that didn't have the opportunities mm-hmm. or the strict go to hospital things yeah exactly so we managed and they survived and all is well so until next time <laughs>